Thank you for joining us. This is for We Are Many podcast. And um, this is our, I am your host and comrade, Rob. And uh, this is our current event stream for February 25th, 2021. Hey, everybody. Um, this is the co-host, Don Good News Hughes. Um, it's really weird not having Dean and them here. It's just me and Rob, as you can see tonight. So far. So far. Some others might join. Rob. Hang on just a second. I'm posting this places. All right. Uh, well, we've got a few things on the agenda today, but first I'm going to take a moment to plug our Patreon. Um, any size donation helps. Uh, we're just trying to offset some production costs and we are trying to grow um if if by chance elon musk is watching this elon buddy scroll down to the bottom of our patreon page we have a we have a thing specifically for you to donate we sure do we sure we do. do but only Please. only if your name is elon musk only if your name is elon musk <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're trying to become an independent leftist media source. Um, this stream, these streams, I should say, are only one small part in that. Uh, our Patreon is www.patreon.com slash for we are many. So the first, I don't know why I stopped that, actually. Yeah, we could have just kept it. <clears throat> Our first uh, piece today is about mutual aid. Um, you'll probably notice that's been a recurring theme on this show lately. Um, we are actually working on getting our own mutual aid organization up and running. Um, so if you want to get involved with that, we are having a mutual aid organizing workshop. Even if you don't want to organize with us, we are hosting a mutual aid organizing workshop on Monday, March 8th. Uh, Ron is already in the comments. First comment, Senate parliamentarian denied addition of $15 minimum wage to COVID recovery package. Uh, that's awful. Unfortunately, it's not surprising. I mean, Mitt Romney has flanked the Democrats from the left with an offer of $10 for minimum wage, uh, which frankly is an insult. Um, and, and the Democrats should view it as that, too, because it's Mitt fucking Romney. Like, of all people to get outflanked on the left by, serious? Mitt fucking Romney. Mitt motherfucking Romney. It's uh, Mom Jeans himself. And the Mr. Fantastic face. Yeah, you knew. Yeah. So rich and white. So rich, rich and white. It's like Obama God, ran against out. a cheesecake. Use your words, Rob. Yeah, I All tried. Right. We got to stay on topic. Yeah. He's not here to guide <laughs> us in this. Yeah. So uh, anyway, our mutual aid organizing workshop is going to be a little over a week from now, Monday, March 8th at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we are still looking for guests for the workshops. 
uh, for the workshop rather, and resources that we can share with people. Um, if anyone wants to get involved, post in the uh, For We Are Many Mutual Aid Organizing Group or message the For We Are Many social media pages. We are on a bunch of them. So uh, whatever you're on, if you're seeing this, then we're on that platform. Um, so just reach out. We are currently ramping up our own efforts to create a mutual aid network involving preferably existing and new groups. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it grows. But uh, so far, a lot of what we've been doing is plugging existing groups until we get mobilized. Um, but we want to have groups um, wherever we have supporters, wherever we have viewers. Uh, Capitalism isn't going to end itself or rein itself in. It's on us to show that a better world is necessary. Uh, while we're still on mutual aid, Texas, Texas, Texas. Um, if you were at our stream on Monday, you saw that we had an interview with Brandon from Cooperation Denton. Uh, he will probably be back for our mutual aid organizing workshop. Hopefully he was, he was an extremely great guest. Um, but we, uh, today uploaded that video to today. We uploaded that video to, um, YouTube and to Facebook, and we put some shorter clips on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, if you haven't seen that interview, you can check it out as its own thing. It's on Facebook. It's on YouTube. It's, it's there. Uh, anyway, Back to the story. So um, when the massive winter storm hit Texas last week, University of Texas at Austin students Sam Miles noticed that there seemed to be a lot of need expressed on social media that got lost in the void because there wasn't a centralized system for keeping track of requests. Um, Miles decided to use her large Twitter presence to help. She created a Google form to track what individuals needed what and who could fulfill the requests. What started as an oatmeal drive to give warm breakfast to people on campus and in other parts of Austin grew to include paying for hotel rooms and cooking meals for delivery at a campus co-op one night. Uh, some students even offered their apartments to strangers to help them escape the cold. Primarily through Venmo, the group made up of mostly students had raised $12,000 by Monday and connected hundreds of people with resources in the process. I never expected it to be this big, said Miles, 22, who works as a resident assistant in a UT Austin dorm. It's not just me. I literally would not have been able to do it without every single person that's made a donation. And um, this is exactly what we're hoping to do, except for we want to have these systems in place before something happens. Um, well, I guess that's not necessarily the case anyway, because COVID is happening and we've seen more people in dire need of assistance with food than I think we've seen since the depression, which says a lot. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about virtual, virtual, not virtual gardens. I'm sorry. Vertical gardens. Um, what would a virtual garden be? I don't know, but I don't think you can eat it. No, probably not. <laughs> um, so the funny thing is, is uh, what I used as a resource for this is countryliving.com. <clears throat> but you see, people in the country tend to garden. <laughs> so it makes sense that they're marketing to these people. 
but uh, landscape fabric, make a really simple wall garden. Um, vertical hanging planter gardens. That's honestly probably going to be what I do first. Uh, we'll see what's at the store. <laughs> um, you know, when I go to do it, upcycling, um, you know, empty plastic containers, you're using trash. I encourage everybody to do this. I mean, even if it's a rosemary plant in one and a tomato plant that hangs down in the other, um, you know, and then, I mean, succulents, yeah, they're, they're cool, but I'm more focused on food. Um, uh, window, kitchen, herb garden, super simple. You, you can do that in most apartments. Um, the tin can method is tried and true, tried and true. Um, and it's another good example of upcycling. Um, plywood. You know, on the... And you know, and the plus side on this is it's um, <clears throat> increasing the air quality in, in your house and maybe not to a huge extent, but slightly offsetting your carbon emissions. Yeah, true. Um, obviously, like I just, uh, I, I love this, the ammo cans. It's pretty great. Um, but no, upcycling is, is great. Um, if you can grow food out of trash, why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> um, a lot of these are all, you know, DIY type things. Um, wall gardens, I, I already brought up, but you know, another method for herb gardens. I'm going to drop this link in the comments here in a second. Um, once I'm done going through all these, these hanging planters, I thought about making something like this. That'd be stupid, simple. It's five planks with, you know, holes. <laughs> um, use, use pallets. That's, that's really efficient. Another form of upcycling. You can find trash pallets anywhere. Um, stack crates. Recycled bottles. I've actually seen a whole bunch of these um, in multiple places. Hey, Trisha. The ladder. I mean, personally, I would say just use the ladder as a ladder. But, you know, if you have a broken ladder, go for it. Uh, shoe organizers. I've seen that one in real life before, too. The leaning bookshelf is tried and true. You can do creative shit like this. I'm not saying that I don't like this, but you know, again, a lot of these are upcycled, so that's kind of what I'm pushing. Um, you know, pots hanging off a pallet, hanging buckets. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So I am gonna share that in the chat. Hi, Trisha. do you wanna introduce yourself now that you're here? Hi, I'm Trisha. I finally made it. Having technical difficulties. But I'm more present today than I was the other day. So I guess it's a win. <laughs> yeah, how is your foot How's doing? How's it going? I hear, 
Um, it, it's doing better. I finally got that last bit of the bandage from the surgery to soak off after about nine hours and soak my foot. No joke other than cigarette breaks. <laughs> um, so now that that's not tugging on the skin, it's feeling much better. Uh, the inflammation's going down and they're starting to grow some new skin in. I didn't realize that this wasn't on speaker view and everyone just saw me hit a bowl. It's legal in Michigan, guys. Good news. Uh, I didn't yeah, notice that it I, wasn't either. I smoke but... all the time. <laughs> Honey, I'm packing a bowl right now. <laughs> it's fucking legal here. We can smoke this. If we... So. Oh, God. I just noticed that gap. bro? Yeah, it's, bro. it's legal here too. I'm just hey, <laughs> it's, hey. Actually, that is some good right. news, and I know it's not my segment yet. But before I forget, a majority of states we keep getting more states to legalize. They'll have to talk about it in Congress. Damn straight. And you know what? It might not be that segment yet, but news is welcome to bring in some good news at any point in time. Indeed. So our uh, second segment for today is Black History. Um, we've been trying to put lesser known facts about Black History into these things, um, generally. Um, I lived in Detroit for a while, so I've heard some firsthand perspective on the riots of 1967. And um, that's... That's what I went for today. Um, I wanna, I wanna just like yeah. put a, a disclaimer out there. This is by no means the only racially motivated rioting in the 1960s, but to my knowledge, the uh, the Detroit riots were among the largest and resulted in 43 deaths. So probably the most deadly as well. <laughs> Pretty much, um, in terms of causes, I, I mean, you know. Large portions of Detroit were policed by a white police force that didn't even live in Detroit, and um, they they were they were known for being brutal and aggressive, and um, people were well are, but I mean you know now more so than yeah yeah I was gonna say it was definitely worse then. Um, anyway, the point is. Um, we have a video and I wanted to have a commentary on what caused it, uh, which I, you know, I was just bringing up. I was uh, largely due to the police force, but also the city government was primarily white um, in a city that is, you know, up to 80% black. That's obviously they're not being represented or represented. And I wanted to dis dis I wanted to discuss the similarities between the media narrative in this event and any, literally any riots that have happened as a result of Black Lives Matter. Um, but yeah, just check out this video. Look at all that smoke.
Bob, I can't hear anything. Yeah, there's Hold no on. audio coming through from the video. Yeah, I must have forgot to click share sound. Yeah. I, pu I pulled it down. That being said, um, I have heard stories about like right before the the riots when um, my grandpa saw the situation that was beginning to happen and decided to move the family up north and avoid it. I need to take it out of full screen so I can start the video over because the thing that pops up is directly in the way. You know, come to think of it, that was right before my grandparents moved my mom and her sisters up to Flint from Detroit. Mm -hmm. Okay, right so take two. Look at all that smoke. As governor of the state of Michigan, I do hereby officially request the immediate deployment of federal troops into Michigan to assist state and local authorities in reestablishing law and order in the city of Detroit. I am joined in this request by Jerome P. Kavanaugh, mayor of the city of Detroit. We're here at the request of Governor Romney. We're about to go downtown and meet with him and with Mayor Kavanaugh and to discuss such specific plans for support and assistance as may be required. Law and order have broken down in Detroit, Michigan. Pillage, looting, murder, and arson have nothing to do with civil rights. Doesn't this line, doesn't this narrative sound every time fucking familiar? Every fucking time. We've been kicking that same dead horse for decades. Well, after I was shot, I just fell to, you know, right to the pavement because I didn't know how many shots were coming off after that. Were you bewildered or angry or what? I don't think it's right for my people to act the way that they're acting. This is all that I can say about the thing because we're fighting one war now in Vietnam and we're losing as it is. So, I mean, why should we come back here and fight a war among them, I mean, among ourselves? So I'm just going to go ahead and cut it there, but you, you get the point. The, uh, the media narrative has not changed in 50-something years. No. It's, it's I guess I didn't, I guess I didn't realize, like, how closely the narrative has stayed as far as riots go, um, since the 60s. I, I just... I guess I didn't realize. So, um, yeah, yeah, really. Um, they've been towing that line for decades. They just, they want to discredit anything that, you know, threatens their, their bottom line, their profits. And when people start trashing businesses and burning them because they're going, Hey, fuck this shit, lives matter more than these objects do, these people are all, got their panties up in a bunch, like, we can't be burning the stores. No, we can't. 
accurate. So um, the next segment is COVID-19. And I'm not going to dive deep into this at all because, uh, well, I'm not Dean. <laughs> this is usually his <laughs> forte. He makes predictions about it and shit. Um, I saw that we passed 500,000. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, we Dean had briefly discussed that on Monday because we passed the 500,000 uh, mark on Monday. Ah. But um, Biden gave a speech about it Monday night probably during our stream actually and of course it was it was all showmanship it was we must resist becoming numb he says as he lit five hundred thousand cal- uh, candles in front of the white house and memorial that's a whole lot of candles for somebody that owes me two thousand fucking dollars yeah yeah i was right? just about to say that sorry <laughs> but, i see uh... i see you sleepy joe Sleeping on them fucking checks, huh? Oh man! Right. Talking about if if we get the Democrats in office, then we'll be sending out two thousand dollar checks immediately. No, I'm I'm sorry, uh, eighteen hundred. Oh. Oh wait, no sixteen. <laughs> oh fuck, fourteen. Okay. Well, okay. fourteen. Not- we'll we'll do fourteen, but we gotta make sure that you deserve it first. Mm. Right. Right. If if your normal income, fuck if you have it right now, you can be on unemployment. But if your normal income is, you know, enough to survive, then fuck you. So I was going to bring up this uh, 1.3 acres site that uh, that Dean does, but it is. It's a fantastic site. It is, but it's not loading. I don't know if it's my Internet. I don't know. Things. Um. Things have been running slow on my end and fucking up too. So, could just be the internet today. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It's trying to. It could load. be. Mine's been kind of slow. Like my four G keeps cutting in and out here. So. Well, there there've been a lot yeah. of um. A lot of places getting hacked lately. Um, like the Federal Reserve got hacked. I, I believe got hacked and shut down. Um, I forget what day that was. I think yesterday. And then today um, there was a, a school in Michigan got hacked and the hackers were holding um, personal information hostage for money from the principal. That's wow. disgusting. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Hold on. Repeat I that. Principal. Like I understand a, a school, a school. Reserve, but a school, a school in Michigan got hacked. I read about it today. A school in Michigan got hacked and um, the hackers were holding personal information hostage for money from the principal. So or now, superintendent. Uh, our total death count is over 520,000. Jesus. Yeah. Hey, that recovered number is pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Over 19 million. Um, we had 2,300 new deaths today, um, and almost 76 or almost 77,000 new cases. That's depressing. That's still on a downward trend, though. I think. 
I honestly, um, a couple I haven't... weeks ago, I think it was around three thousand deaths a day, but still. Well, yeah, but I mean, earlier this week it was trending way lower than it is now. That's why all these numbers are red. It's not because, um, you know, it's it's more than it was two weeks ago. It's because it's more than it was yesterday. So, I mean, if we're going into a if we're going into a third wave already, that's not good. I don't. Th- I mean, I'm not going to say that one day's results imply that. I don't know enough about it to imply that. Um, but I just want to take this opportunity, I guess, to say, wear your fucking masks. Try not to congregate in groups. Don't go to shows. Even even if you have the vaccine, you can still transmit the virus. Just don't be stupid. Please. People's lives depend on it. Right. It's not just the potential of affecting yourself. It's affecting everybody you cross paths with, whether it be your family, your friends, um, people in restaurants that you go to, people in the grocery store. You know, if you pick that up and you spread it around everywhere you go because you're not washing your fucking hands and wearing your mask, you're taking other people's lives into your hands and ethically that is not your right or privilege. Well said. Um, Emily's in the comments. She said, leave it up to Good News Hughes to bring up the recovery number. Appreciate <laughs> I, you, man. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> Appreciate um, you, Emily. So for women's rights, honestly, I wasn't sure if Trisha was going to be here. This has generally been her section, but my... Uh, Unless you have something other, otherwise planned for it, I was just going to play that Angela Walker video I sent the chat the other day and then talk about it. I saw that and I am all for it. Hit play, please. Indeed. Please do. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, before I click play, who don't know who Angela Walker is, she um, has, she was for 2020. She's a badass. The, she's a badass, exactly. And she's a comrade. She's uh, been a socialist <laughs> for like 20 years. Yeah. Um, and she was Howie Hawkins running mate on the Green Party ticket for 2020. I kind of hope that we'll see her at the top of the ticket in 2024. But I'm also not saying that Howie shouldn't run if he feels up to it. That's where I'm at with it. But anyway. If he feels up to it. He picks things up and he puts them down. Evening, everybody. He's going to be beefy for 30 years. Green Party uh, <laughs> vice presidential nominee for 2020. Also right? the vice presidential nominee for the Socialist Party of the USA. Um, it is my honor to have been asked by Tara to be participate, be a participant in this event tonight. Um, and I'm sorry that I, I can't be present for it. Um, but I want to thank Tara Reed for her courage, because it is no small thing to stand in your bravery day after day after day. I thank you, Tara, for continuing the work to create spaces for those of us who are living under the weight of rape culture to be heard, to be safe, and to be seen. It is my honor to be a small part of this utterly necessary event. I say that rape culture is a weight because it is. Wikipedia defines rape culture as a sociological concept for a setting in which rape is pervasive and normalized, 
due to societal attitudes about gender and sexuality. There is a lot I can say about this, but I'm going to keep it pithy. To move about the world with this awareness that because you are viewed as less than or somehow weaker, you're fair game to be preyed on, that's very heavy to hold. And I know that everyone who is participating in and sharing this event this evening knows intimately what I am saying. I am thinking of the mosaic of strategies we create to go about our business safely and project that we are no one's prey. The keys clenched between the fingers, the headphones turned up whenever we have to take the train or the bus, the sending out of angry, don't try me energy five feet ahead of us, the mean mugging in all public spaces so folks know, stay back. And all the while we are hoping it will be enough. I do these things. Y'all do these things. It's exhausting, it's demeaning, and it's heavy. We deserve better than this, and we know it. And the knowing it is a powerful thing. We call out patriarchy as a system of oppression that creates and sustains rape culture. We demand that those who participate in and benefit from patriarchy and rape culture, take the reins of the work to address and dismantle them both. We demand that those who participate in and benefit from patriarchy and rape culture look within themselves and do the work to unlearn the dehumanizing lessons they've been taught by this culture. Because to be very, very clear, the hard work of ending rape culture does not belong to the people who are victimized by it. Those who perpetrate it, if they wish to be fully human and in right relationship with us, who are surviving an insidious culture that seeks to diminish our personhood and bodily autonomy, must do this work. There are no shortcuts. For all of us who are survivors of all of the harms that rape culture inflicts on us, I say this, keep moving, take up space, keep raising your voices, refuse to be cowed or silenced. The shame isn't yours, so don't hold on to it. Keep dancing, keep loving, keep Damn right. and sharing. Know that you are loved and supported and held. We will keep fighting against patriarchy and rape culture until we are free of them both. Know that I am one spirit standing with you. I love her so much. I wish she was our vice president. Yeah, better than the top cop by a long shot. Or president. Or president, right. Or president, yeah. Ah, uh, man. So, Trisha, I'm obviously going to let I you go first on what you want to say. Um, well, first, I couldn't have said it better myself. It probably just would have had more fucks in there. A bunch of fucks in there. But, um, you know, it, it's one of those things. She, she hits the nail on the head there of we really are capable of doing better and a lot of people need to take a hard look in the fucking mirror, whether it's 
men who hold those ideals or women who impose them on themselves with internalized fucking misogyny and help uphold the patriarchy. We need to move past that archaic bullshit. It has no place in today's society. Well said. Thank well said. Uh, much you like... any thoughts? I mean, ultimately, I just want to reiterate, I guess, um, what she said. We can't get past this if we're not all going to put in the work. So it's not, it's not a women's issue. It's not... Well, I mean, it is a women's issue, but it shouldn't be a women's issue. It should not be solely. It's it's a human issue, right? Yeah, it is. It is a human issue. Okay, you know, I'm not going to deny there are cases where you know these types of abuses happen to men and other non-men as well. But the majority of the rape cases out there are women, and forever women have been treated and other non-men like it is our fucking responsibility to resolve the problem no the people who are enacting these behaviors need to address themselves we can't fix them only they can fix themselves and stop treating other people like they're less than fucking human i don't give a fuck what shape the genitals in your pants are you're a human being should be treated as such um sexual violence is one of those things i've said it before i'll say it again it kills part of your soul yeah that is one of the things that is horrific to experience in life that's not something we should still be living with that's troglodyte shit that's caveman shit from you know uh, it's it's archaic. Why do we even still have patriarchal shit running the world? I don't get it. <laughs> we are half of the population. This shit was imposed in order to subjugate half the population because that makes the rest of them easier to control too. It's really easy to steer the mirror there of how world works if you're telling all of the men that they are in power and literally legally in so many places across the world making it where women had no power over their own lives over who they marry over you know whether they have a life of their own you know um we can do better that has no place in society anymore. We know that it's wrong. We're fully fucking aware. At least many of us. That epiphany needs to hit the rest of the people on this planet. Because how are we to expect to gain any true equality on any fucking level in this world if anybody is being subjugated, whether it be due to their gender, their race, ethnicity, whatever the case may be, their sexual orientation, that's not equality because it's not all men are created equal. It's all humans are created equal. Amen. All right. So um, do you have anything to add, Don? No, Trisha... Trisha said it, man. 
I will say that it, it, it is it is a human issue and it, it's definitely something that um, women and non-men um, face more than men, but it is something that men face too, Tricia. Yep, it is. I know victims of all genders of you know, every type of violence you can think of. And it's horrendous to, to be seeing that type of interaction happen of those levels of abuse. We can, we need to pass these things that's going to take people seeing each other as actual humans um, and having some empathy and compassion and going, wait a minute. I guess if I wouldn't want that done to me, I shouldn't fucking do it with anybody else. I don't care what term you want to apply to it, whether you want to call it karma, being what you sow, etc. If you don't fucking want it done to you, don't do that shit to anybody else. Because you might come across an asshole like me that fights back. Rip dicks off and ask questions later. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know, that's what I teach my nieces because you never know. No, like they're 10 and 12, um, the older ones anyways, you know, it wasn't but a few years older than that when I was raped the first time by an ex who was angry that I'd left him. He drugged me at a party and raped me. That was a power thing. And that's one thing a lot of people don't understand is that sexual assault is not about the sex even. They can go fuck themselves and bust a nut. It's about power and control. Yeah. We have a serious issue psychologically for people to have desire for that. And the extent that they're willing to go to exert that type of power and control over others. Psychologically, it's airing an insecurity. Yeah. Lack of control over themselves and in their own lives. Yeah, well said. Um, I guess that that will take us into major political happenings and then international happenings. Um, the first is... Uh, a, a New York GOP leader was arrested over the Capitol riot. Surprise! <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm waiting on this to load. My internet is really sucking right now. Um, so the FBI was tipped off about Philip Griot uh by two people who have known him for a long time he was a self-styled savior of the gop uh he he called himself the republican messiah if that doesn't say anything about about this the guy, what the what the republican messiah the Republican messiah okay so why wasn't he why wasn't he why wasn't he in there like flipping tables and whipping lobbyists <laughs> amen uh natalie thank said, you natalie that said thank you trish life. for speaking out 
Anytime. Um, if, if nothing else, if talking about what I've been through can help anybody else, even one single person, then be it all the more reason to share of it because it is something that needs to be talked about more. You know, um, we need to be the women we needed in our lives when we were growing up, instilling strength in each other. And we need to raise our sons better and our daughters better. And <laughs> we can do so much better. Um, I digress. Um, I'm going to hit this bowl. But thank you, Natalie. That's fine. Um, so Philip Grio, uh, I mean, I guess I haven't seen a picture of this guy yet. So I, I'm saying the two L's like, you know, like a Y. But... It might be Grillo. This might be just some some weird white guy. He's almost got to be white, right? Anyway, so he is listed as the Republican Party's leader in the 24th Assembly District in Queens. He is facing charges of unlawful entry and attempting to obstruct congressional proceedings after two witnesses tipped off the FBI based on a jacket scene in CNN footage with the logo of the Knights of Columbus group in Queens. On his Facebook page, Mr. Grio describes himself as the Republican Messiah. Republican State Committeeman, 24th Assembly District, Queens, New York, President Trump's hometown district. Uh, his mother said, I'm truly upset. Um, one of the tipsters knew Mr. Grio from their childhood, growing up in Glen Oaks, New York. While well, a second witness said they've known each other for decades from attending the same schools. Uh, the first witness says, I saw him twice in, uh, on CNN in two separate incidents. Um, surveillance footage allegedly showed Mr. Griot entering the rotunda and joining a group of rioters that pushed open a door that Capitol Police were trying to push closed. Um, he was in the crowd, engaged in a physical confrontation with uniformed officers. Uh, as people shouted, fight for Trump. He was near the front of the crowd. Uh, the crowd was eventually driven back from the door when officers employed a chemical irritant. Why don't they have to disclose what, com co what kind of chemical irritants they're using? Because they're not, they're not beholden to the Geneva Conventions or anything, anything along those lines. They're, they don't need to follow the rules of war where you have to, you know, tell people what gas you're using or not use it. Right. Um, the FBI submitted multiple photos, they say, show Mr. Griot entering the U.S. Capitol through a broken window about 2.30 p.m. on 6 January holding a megaphone. The arrest documents say that Mr. Griot posted a video of Donald Trump to his Facebook page captioned, We will win, along with a brief video saying to believe in the impossible. These people are delusional, man. What bugs me the most about them, like, at least the founding fathers knew that when they started some shit, they had the potential to be hanged and tried as traitors to the crown. And they hung, sorry. And, and they accepted that. Like, we, we can see in their journals and their writings to each other and their speeches, they accepted that they would be hung. So I had a story about the Senate postponing the vote on Neera Tandon's confirmation amid opposition. 
but it was a live updates thing. And now it's talking about how Biden signed an order to protect U.S. supply lines uh, as Moderna announces progress on vaccine updates. Um, the order aims to prepare for future crises similar to the pandemic. Uh, Moderna sends the National Institute of Health a batch that targets the variant identified in South Africa. Pfizer is also working on a booster shot like Fauci was talking about a week ago. I'm glad he can talk to the press again. Now we're not surprised when shit like this happens. We know. Yeah. Um, Biden was here in Michigan recently touring um, one of the places they're making the vaccine. Yeah, so actually, uh, since you brought that up, I'm just going to talk a little bit of shit because he was in Michigan instead of in Texas. Yeah, we're used to the cold. Yeah. It does this every year. Right. Um, the Senate postponed the vote on near attendance confirmation. Um, the senators want more time to consider the nomination. A senior aide on the Senate Budget Committee told CNN its hearing also postponed um, and that Chairman Senator Bernie Sanders, oh man, Chairman Bernie Sanders sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? <laughs> you should have heard Lindsey really Graham. Cool. You should have heard Lindsey Graham trying to be as nice and polite as he could to Chairman Bernie Sanders today. Oh man. I mean, I'm also like thinking, you know, like in a straight up Marxist Leninist Communist Party, you know, the chairman is the guy in charge. And uh, that's like Chairman Mao, but Chairman Bernie. <laughs> I'm sorry, too far? Maybe too far. We'll find too, out. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I might be the only one that thinks it's a little too far. I'm, I'll just, I'll stop. <laughs> I, I, will say this. I, I think at least if Bernie were to gain that much power as Mao did, he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't end up abusing that power. Look, you can't say that he was 40 50 years ago you you cannot say I, that Trish. I, say, I don't think he would <laughs> i would That's tend to agree opinion. but but That's, we have no way of knowing anyway i don't um, think i don't think he would end up turning into a tyrant and forgetting to follow his own teachings but chairman but. sanders uh <laughs> has obviously clashed with tandon in the past she tried everything she could to stop his presidential runs and now all those tweets are deleted, mind you, because now she needs Chairman Sanders' approval. I'm uh, so sad the one about Cruz having less heart than a vampire had to go. That one should have been kept. It's true. I know, right? Uh, so <laughs> Guys, Chairman Sanders personally informed Tandon on the phone about the committee's uh, plan to postpone the vote. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine, uh, like the tone that that was said with. But anyway, <laughs> you were saying? I was just, I was, I was just going to say, if you haven't watched it yet, watch that video of the mariachi band playing outside of Ted Cruz's house. It's beautiful. We'll bring you a laugh. And these are laugh or cry times, as Dean says. True. Uh, wait, I missed that. He got trolled by mariachi players. I'll send you the link after this. Please do. You know what? Put it in the comments because I am bound to not be the All only right. one curious. Yeah. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drop a link in the comments after the video is done. So, uh, 
I shared this just because um, look at that crowd, dude. <laughs> is that Myanmar again? That that sure is, yes. Oh hell yeah. Um so we discussed on Monday that uh, Myanmar had the, the military government has tried to straight up ban protest, and the result is literally the picture you just saw. Um, so businesses all across the country closed as employees joined a general strike despite a military statement that said protesters were risking their lives by turning out. The statement prompted fears the protests could turn violent, but they remained peaceful throughout Monday. Uh, Myanmar has seen weeks of protests following the coup on the 1st of February. Military leaders overthrew the elected government and have uh, placed, the, placed the leader under house arrest charging her with possessing illegal walkie-talkies, you believe this shit? And violating the country's natural disaster law. Protesters are demanding an end to the military's rule and want Miss Sansu, Sansu Ki, Ki? I don't know. Along with senior members of her National League for Democracy party. We don't want the junta, we want democracy. We want to create our own future. One protester whose name I cannot even come close to pronouncing told the Reuters new agency, news agency in Yangon. A statement from the military carried on state-run broadcasters said that protesters were now inciting the people, especially emotional teenagers and youths, to a confrontational path where they will suffer the loss of life. It also cautioned people against riot and anarchy. The warning prompted Facebook to remove the broadcaster's pages for violating its violence and incitement policies. Um, Damn. I'm just going to go ahead and, and re-hit this share button because, uh, you know, this kind of looks like it could be at an Occupy protest. Right? <laughs> I mean, shit. It, it reminds me hey, of, look, you, you remember, it reminds me of Hong Kong, man. When, earlier last year when Hong Kong was protesting. Yeah. So, I mean, these pictures are oh, all... I don't see anything. The fact that they're threatening him about, oh, don't you riot or, you know, anarchy. These look like peaceful protesters to me. I don't see no fights breaking out. I see people holding signs and speaking their peace, which is their absolute right. Ooh, a time-lapse video. I love these things. <laughs> the sheer excitement there in your voice. Man, look at how many people are there. That's what's up. Who knows how oh, man, far it's... that goes up the street on the right there. Right. Anyway. Um... So I wonder how many people I, I really wonder too. So on that same note, experts are fearing a uh, a fresh wave of political prisoners in Myanmar. Um which I think that us on this stream at least could probably agree that we need to release all political prisoners anywhere. I think that uh, that we're probably all in agreement on that. But anyway, 
So some people have been taken from their homes in the middle of the night. Some have been grabbed off the streets during protests. Hundreds of people have already been arrested in the weeks since the military coup, leading human rights groups and experts to fear a sizable expansion in the number of political prisoners in the country. As of Tuesday, the total was 696 people, including monks, writers, activists, politicians, and others uh, that have been arrested in relation to the coup. Um... Many of these were charged using a legacy of laws, some dating back to British colonial times and others instituted under previous military regimes that have been used against critics by every government, including the one led by the National League for Democracy Party, which was ousted in the coup. Um, so basically, and I, and I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the situation in Myanmar prior to the coup. But I'm willing to bet that the National League of Democracy was not a great organization either. Um, and Ronan Lee, who is a visiting scholar at Queen Mary University of London's International State Crime Initiative, um, said the National League for Democracy was comfortable leaving repressive laws on the books because in some instances they felt they might be able to take advantage of those laws themselves. That's exactly why I was worried about the Patriot Act. Why I was worried about the... the, right. the Riders in the National Defense Authorization Act of 2012. It wasn't that I was afraid that that Obama was going to use them. It, I was afraid of what his like successors were going to do with them. Anyway, sorry, I'm watching the live stream as we're doing this, and I, for some reason, focused on the video and not you talking. It was very thrown off for a minute. We have a couple of comments here, both from Natalie. Uh, she said, Chairman of the Senate Budget Committee, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she also said, Myanmar knows how to protest. Should be inspirational for the progressive leftists. Hell, yes, it should. Um, speaking of inspirational, I don't have a whole lot of news about India because there still seems to be a partial blackout happening there. But Disha Ravi, the uh, climate activist, uh, was granted bail 10 days after being detained over the farmer protests. That being said, she's still being charged. So I'm not trying to say it's a good thing. Um, but yeah, she was, she was granted bail. So, I mean, progress has been made. Um, and there, there was a new notice warning protesters in India to disperse. That's the only news I was able to find out of India. Well, at least pertaining to the protests. I love how the international news section always leads into power of a strike. <laughs> I'm still doing it with the wrong arm. I'm just going to do it with both arms from now on. Double solidarity. Hell yeah. All the solidarity, brothers. Yes. Yes. So, uh, that move just makes laugh a little bit because somebody I grew up with who could not fight at all used to do like this like you want to go hey man <laughs> just because he's in. trying to was it like this that's it precisely yeah big whoop yeah wanna fight like, about yeah. it yeah <laughs> God. So, uh, put him on the, the name names little thing but yeah so do you guys remember the nurses we discussed on Monday in Massachusetts? I do. They set a, they set a date for their strike. 
So did they? Yes. That, that, that is big news. Yes. Um, about 800 nurses at St. Vincent Hospital in Worcester plan to start the strike at 6 a.m. on March 8th. So, uh, you know, any other nurses that may be listening, you do it. <laughs> anyway, 6 a.m., March 8th. Um, the nurses are currently in contract negotiations with Dallas-based Tenet Healthcare, which owns the hospital. Um, Tenet and St. Vincent Management refused to heed nurses' call to increase staffing levels. We, f- we really feel that staffing is the most important issue, and we've heard nothing about it from management except that staffing is fine. We work at the bedside. It's not fine. That's uh, from Dominique Muldoon, who is one of the striking nurses. Um, the latest contract proposal also includes wage increases between 5 and 22% by the end of 22 and enhanced benefits for part-time nurses. So they're pissed off about one thing, but they're not, they're not backing down on anything. <laughs> that is pretty inspirational as well. Um, okay. U- U.S. universities are they being... They do not hit- get paid enough. Oh, hell no, they don't. You could double their pay, and it's realistically not enough for what they're going through right now. No amount of money is worth what they're going through oh. right now. Right. Um, exactly. U.S. Uh, universities are being hit by protests over cuts, tuition, and right to unionize. Um, I, I'm not going to dive deep enough into this to find out which universities specifically all i can say is if you're a student or alumni or a teacher um get involved with this uh the student debt crisis is exactly that it's a crisis um can't get rid of them through bankruptcy can't get rid of them through dying i mean it's it's a debt sentence um so i think that student unions um and teacher unions organizing together when practical can really combat that. Anybody else got anything to say? Um, Honestly, we need to have socialized higher education across the fucking board. There's some schools around here that are doing so. I think MOD is offering classes for adults who don't already have degrees to be able to attend tuition free. That's something we need to see across the board of that being available because let's not fucking pretend for one moment that we are actually helping anybody by going, sure, you can go to school if you go into debt for fucking tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds, if you're going for like really high level degree, like PhD or something, or, you know, it's, it's not right to graduate school and enter life immediately in debt for life. To have to pay student loans off for that long. Why? Because they want to keep racking the price of dirt. I don't, I don't understand what is so damn expensive about running a college. You sure as shit aren't paying the professors enough. Where the fuck's the money going that you need to charge that much money you know, a lot of people are paying, you know, 20000 30000 a year. It's crazy to get hit with those kind of loans. 
you're not setting anybody up for success if you're setting them up to be, you know, held to a lifetime of debt. They might not even be able to afford on whatever wages they're getting for that job with that degree. Because let's be fucking honest, there's a lot of jobs that require master's or doctorate degrees that still don't fucking really pay enough to afford a home, a car, and to pay your student loans and still have food on the table. But I guarantee you make too much to even get assistance. So yeah. we need some balance there. I agree. Um, so I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to jump off of here because um, I have the Arizona Youth Eco-Socialist thing. Um, I'm going to try to okay. like hop back and forth between both, but if it doesn't happen, uh, Don is the co-host, so he can actually end the stream uh, when it comes down to it. But um, okay, yeah, anyway, I will. Um, uh... Real quick, Rob, send me the... Um the link to the slides because the one that I have seems to be from an older stream. Well, yeah, they, they change every stream. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I can All do right. that. I just want to make sure that we're continuing on with what we had planned out. Indeed. I will send it to the group chat so you should both get it. Copy Ooh, yeah. Also, Natalie um, has said some uh, said some things in the comments let me let me address right. these the uh the next um segment's going to be climate change down just so you know where you're at in the presentation all right yep yep natalie yeah. uh part-timers need benefits too uh, i i i agree i agree uh, any employee should have some sort of benefit from being an employee um too many employees in any field keep people right under full-time or hire. Oh, too many employers in any field keep people right under full-time and hire people in a 1099C and then try treating them as an employee. I'm going to be honest, Nat, I'm not sure what a 1099C is. Um, so I'm going to have to look into that because I, I really don't know how to respond to that comment. Um all right, let me take a look at Rob's slides here. I apologize for anybody viewing this right now. It's, it's my first time doing this. Uh, I'm in there 19. right now, and I'm trying to get it to open up the link that's here for climate change in West Antarctica's Gets Glaciers Are Flowing Faster. Uh, it's not pulling up for me. Sorry, people. Learning curve. Juggling stuff. Rob normally does this. All right. As Rob said, our next uh, our next section is climate change. Um, let's see what he brought for us today. Oh. Glaciers in West West Antarctica are flowing faster. Um, that's that's not a good sign. That is not a good sign. I really feel unprepared. No, we've and I, been losing way. 
Well, let's go ahead and take a look in the uh, scientists have just taken a detailed look at the ice streams flowing into the ocean along a thousand kilometer stretch of coastline known as the Getz region. It incorporates 14 glaciers and they've all speeded up. Since 1994, they've lost 315 gigatons of ice, 826 million Olympic swimming pools of water. Holy Jesus shit. Christ, uh, I can't even imagine that. To the Antarctic. Right, right. That's just, I, I can't put like a mental picture to that at all. Other Dude. than, you know, having looked out at the ocean, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> if you put this in context to the Antarctic continent's contribution to global sea level rise over the same period, yet accounts for just over 10% of the total, a little under a millimeter. That doesn't sound like a lot of water, right. but guys, a, a, a millimeter <clears throat> over the entire surface that the ocean covers on this planet is a lot of water. Yeah, and that's just 10% of the total that's coming from this region. Um, can you scroll down a little yeah, bit absolutely. more? Absolutely, absolutely. Please and thank you. Uh, this is the first time anyone has done a really detailed study of this area of West Antarctica. It's very inaccessible to people to go to and do field work because it's so mountainous. Most of it has never been stepped on by humans, explained Heather Selly, a glaciologist at the NERC Center for Polar Observation and Modeling at the University of Leeds in the UK. Um, this is not the first study I've heard of being done like this, though. They are doing one um, up in the Arctic where they have found similar stuff of the, the glaciers are moving faster and a lot of it has to do with the underwater currents bringing warmer water up underneath them. So they're not only melting from the top from the global warming, they're, that global warming is affecting the, the flow of the water that's going underneath and melting it from below too. We are losing glaciers at an alarming rate. And this is gonna end up causing some serious havoc if we don't get it under control. Like, you can kiss your, you know, oceanside houses goodbye. Well, not just that, not just that anymore, not just that. I, and I, I know a lot of people think when they think of the, the Amazon, they think of it as the lungs of the planet. But I mean, realistically, most of the oxygen the Amazon produces is used by the Amazon. The reason that it's so important to us is another thing that <clears throat> glaciers also contribute to um, their uh, glaciers deposit. um for lack of a better term, food that microorganisms, these specific microorganisms that are the reason we have oxygen on this planet, feed off of. And if we have too much oxygen, the whole world, it just becomes a ball of flames. Um, if we don't have enough oxygen, we can't be here. So this is right. something that needs to be addressed. And that's just even starting with the microscopic, just think the whole way up the food chain, how many things are being affected right now by this. It's insane. I've seen some really fucked up pictures of polar bears that are starving to death because 
there's there's not enough available food. They can't travel across ice. It's no longer possible to get to another spot to for food. What what is also potentially scarier than that, like the ones that do wind up like traveling south and moving inland are breeding with brown bears and grizzlies. Those are more those are more violent and more aggressive than polar bears and sometimes bigger. That makes it harder for us. <laughs> We're only the apex predator because we figured out how to throw rocks. Right. Uh, we're well in most situations. If you're actually in the wild, you're definitely not the apex predator, but our egos tell us we are. Um, <laughs> you know, we have the ability to use weapons, but if you don't get your weapon out of time, you could get eaten. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, now the Antarctic is doing the same fucking shit as up in the Arctic. We've got too much warm water flowing through there. You want to go back through that article? We weren't done reading it. I just figured if we were talking, I would stop the screen sharing. Oh, if you want to, sure. There was more there that we could explore. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. I just don't want to, I don't want to cut this short simply because it's just me and you, you know? Right. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> scroll down. Um, absolutely. Uh, how far down do you want me to? past the graphic here or uh, well let's take a look at this yeah, real quick this looks like That's a temperature meters a, year. meters a year okay wow yep, the ice velocity itself all these red to yellow regions are moving immensely fast think about that 600 meters a year that's a significant sign of glacial melt. Yeah. That that's yeah. not their normal adjusting because of, you know, temperature changes, you know, that are just normal annual fluctuations. This is insane. 600 meters in a year, that's that's something that's like very very observable. And, yeah. and for a glacier, that is that is unheard of. Maybe a few inches a year, right? Right. That that's just crazy to think about, man. Says on average, the speed of all fourteen glaciers in the region increased by almost a quarter between '94 and 2018 with the velocity of three central glaciers increasing by more than 40%. One particular ice stream was found to be flowing at 391 meters a year faster in 2018 than it was in 1994, a 59% increase in just two and a half decades. The probable cause, once again, is what researchers call ocean forcing. Relatively deep ocean is getting under the glaciers, floating fronts and melting them from below. Pierre Dutroux, I don't know, I'm, I don't speak French. I hope I didn't destroy that. Um, a study co-author at British Antarctic Survey said, we know that warmer ocean waters are eroding many of West Antarctica's glaciers and these new observations demonstrate the impact this is having on the Getz region. This new data will provide us a new perspective of the process is taking place so we can predict future change with more certainty. 
Where a line of glaciers pushes out into the sea, their floating fronts will often join together to form a single continuous platform known as an ice shelf. It's interesting to note that in the case of jets, this platform receives a certain stability from pressing up against eight islands and a number of shallow points on the seabed. And yet, even with this inbuilt stability, the seeding glaciers behind are melting and speeding up. Co-author Anna Hogg, also from Leeds, is an expert in satellite remote sensing of the polar regions. She told BBC News, we have observations around the whole margins of the Greenland and Antarctic ice sheets in a way we've never had before. We're able to map really detailed localized patterns of change. We're understanding how ocean water is moving around underneath the ice shelf, how and where it's getting into that cavity under the shelf, so that we can really tie the physical process of ocean forcing to the signal we see in the satellite data. I'm going to scroll back up Here's to that graphic just so we can look at it again. 600. Please, I guarantee you in these areas where, you know, you can see there's ice and then the melting is starting more inland there. I guarantee you those are where those warm water flows are coming up. That's got to be where those pockets are. I'm curious to see when the rest of the research gets published when they're finished. Um, Cause that's what I'd bet my money on is those pockets there are those cavities they're looking for. This is not, this is human impact on nature in a much I wish we could, manner. I, I wish I knew offhand which region of Antarctica is the Getz region because I feel like this is a larger portion of Antarctica than what we're thinking seeing this graphic well, but i'm not sure but yeah being that it's the bottom pole i don't really know which direction would be west uh, yeah that's that that's that. <laughs> that's a topic for a different podcast <laughs> for real like when you're at the dead center of the like hmm. what what precisely would be considered West, because it seems like every direction eventually you're going to get north. So, uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, ah, crap. Hold on. I got to, I messed up the, um, the slides. One second. I'm so sorry, guys. Rob's the professional. I'm new at this. I'm just the, the good news guy. Good news, everyone. It's not that time yet. I'm sorry. Hold on. Our next section is combating fascism. Oh, I love this one. Yeah. I don't know what Rob prepared because I am perpetually unprepared. So we're flying by the seat of our pants here. All right. Combating fascism. Well, um, he's got a link there for Ian or ICNL's U.S. protest law tracker. Uh, talking about protest laws, how they help a fascist agenda. We must deny these laws by any means necessary. It's time for an American spring. And I mean, yes, Rob, I like what you did there. I, I mean, they're right. He's right, though. Like, we should not, <laughs> in the United States of America, where one of our inalienable rights is the freedom to 
come together and bitch about what we're pissed off about. And I'm sorry, I'm just going to use layman's terms there. That's what we're allowed to do. We shouldn't have designated areas that we can do yeah. that. We should do that. We should be able to do that right in front of the fucking pipelines, right in front of the fucking the, the stores that fired us because COVID-19 and it was cheaper to fire us than to you know pay unemployment. We should be able to do that. Any law that infringes on that is unconstitutional. Fucking A. First Amendment, man. That's one of those things, you know, to tie back to what you were mentioning a moment ago, brought to mind the whole idea behind having to get a fucking permit, a permit to have a march. Fuck your permit. We don't need yeah. to pay the fucking county clerk's office or some shit for a permit to fucking protest in the streets. Get the fuck out of here. That shit pissed me off when that was brought up about um, down there in Phoenix uh, with setting up even the yellow vest protest of the city wanting a motherfucking permit filed and cash permission if we can gather on the lawn of a property we fucking pay for it. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Nope. That's why this shit was written into law from the start with that Bill of Rights. Um, yeah, and it was such a prevalent thing in, it was such a prevalent thing in the, in the Founding Fathers' minds that it was the first thing they did. The first thing they did was say, you are allowed to protest. Not right. the second. It wasn't the second amendment they wrote down. It wasn't the third one that they put down. The first thing, okay. you are allowed to protest. Not just allowed, but obligated. If there is something fucked up going on, it is your responsibility as a fucking citizen to stand up and go, no, fuck this. Don't need nobody's permission. It's fucking law. Hi, welcome back, Rob. Well, um, you you came in time for combating fascism. Yeah, you came in um, to save us, man. <laughs> well, I don't know. About, <laughs> I don't know about saving you. I'm gonna have to go again in a second. Um, I'm yeah, yeah. Zoom meetings at the same time. I got one right here and one right here. Booyah! So, uh, well, but, while well, you're here, if you'd like to you know, stand on your soapbox about fighting fascism the way our grandparents did. Punch a Nazi. That's... Punch a Nazi, yes. It's Always. what Pop-Pop would have wanted. <laughs> Damn oh. straight. For sure. Lucky day. Um, well, if you want to move on to the next article, um, this one is about... Uh, defunding the police in Austin, Texas. They have successfully reallocated funds that they took from the police and put into housing the homeless. So far, they've bought a hotel and are using that as transitional housing for homeless people. And I hope to see this program grow. It's about fucking time. Fuck is up. It's about fucking time somebody did something mm -hmm. about it, man. And it's really, it's really. Yeah cool for me to see because a large amount of the homeless population are veterans and that means they're helping vets 
right? I mean, they're helping more than just veterans, but veterans are close to my heart, so it's cool for me to see. And you know, also like they're they're helping people who've had to leave fucked up abusive situations. They're helping so many people. This is something that we need to see happen in every major city or even smaller ones. Denver's been doing this too. Um, there's a couple of hotels, I believe, that they've bought so far for doing um, permanent housing, if I remember correctly. They were uh, basically converting the rooms as small apartments. Um, there was one that, you know, they said they were going to lose a couple of rooms in order to put in a community room, which, you know, that could go either way. It could house more people or give you some place to gather to community and hang out together. So that is a positive thing there. But um, they're doing this with funds that would otherwise be going to fascist cups that just, <laughs> you know, aren't doing their job right. Uh, this is a great way to hold them accountable. Cut their funding, put it into doing good. Um, Denver's also been sending out people uh, for 911 calls that are mental health related or um, like domestic related. They're, they're sending out uh, social workers and actually resolving problems instead of sending cops and escalating the situation. So um, I just got to say, that's fucking beautiful. We need to see more of it. Absolutely. Moving on, we've got LGBTQ news, and I know what Rob has written down here. We're going to cover that first, but we have some breaking news on this front. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We're going to cover. We're going to cover the lady that believes in Jewish space lasers. But after that, I want to show you the breaking news. Um, sock tagged me in it on Facebook okay. just now, and yeah, it, it's cool. But Trisha, if you, okay, you would like to take this section away. Well, do you want? Um, well, you're in control of the. the okay. Show, so if you can share that, please and thank you. Um, there you are. Click that top link there. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene tried to shut down Congress to avoid voting. And the GOP helped her. That this one have a video. This one that Rob put in there. I put a couple others in that are related stories about the same lunatic. Um, I'm not sure if this one has a video, but well, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican from Georgia, you need to vote her out. I don't know why you voted her in. Is the most controversial member of Congress elected in 2020. Oh my and, God! Why is this happening? <laughs> oh man oh, so many pop-ups yeah the seditionist QAnon believer was stripped of her community this year for publicly supporting the assassination of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi while Green loves to talk about all sorts of wild conspiracy theories from election fraud to space lasers wielded by Jewish people to start one exactly how much she loves transgender people um which the other articles are related to who she's a handful like 
how are you going to go and make up a story about Jewish space lasers starting wildfires when it's really idiots who are having gender reveal parties setting off big booms? I, I know that in the background here, I'm like hiding my face and laughing at the things that you're saying. That is not to take away from how dangerous this woman being in power is. That right. is just simply. Ridiculous. Yeah. I, Dude. <laughs> She's so transphobic and she's trying to use sports as a fucking excuse for why she's against this legislation that is basic civil rights for gay people, for LGBTQ. And she doesn't want that so much. She's like, but, but we have to stop trans women from, well, she probably doesn't call them, but, you know, stop trans women from competing in sports with other women because they're kicking their ass. And it's like, in some cases and in other cases, not so much. I've seen some photos from some MMA matches where trans women were competing with, you know, cis women and got their ass whipped too. You know, it goes both ways. That's part of playing sports. You're going to get fucking hurt sometimes or you're going to get beat. You're going to lose a competition. Well, I don't think there should be any fucking gender lines across any sport. I'm, I'm not even that. I don't give two fucks about sports, really. But if you're going to play them, why do you give a shit what's in somebody's pants or genetics if you're going to play against them? How competitive are you? How confident are you in your own skills? If that's what you're worried about is, oh, my God, this person has slightly different DNA. Um, just It's fucking dumb. Coming from somebody who, like, I've enjoyed playing sports when I was a kid. I don't give a fuck about watching the commercialized fucking shit that's just for profiteering but grow up playing football with a bunch of boys okay um there's no reason to not you know i i had fun doing that i didn't have no girls around me hardly ever to you know hang out and play with as a kid so you know you can't sit there and try to claim oh well they're at a a deficit in this fucking sports game because they're playing against somebody who is now female and used to be male it don't work like that if you want to compete get your competitive level up and fucking step your game up don't bitch about who's on the opposing team asshole that's not an excuse to not sign legislation for civil rights and it's fucking pathetic that this bigoted bitch is trying to use sports as an excuse for her fucking victory. Real quick, real she quick. Horrible excuse for a human being. Go ahead. Ladies, gentlemen, and everybody in between. The great and powerful Dean Paxton has arrived. He, just like every wizard, he's never late. He arrives precisely when he needs to. <laughs> This is true. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Don't Sorry. Have your audio yet. Yeah, no, you're good. I'm, you I was on mute. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt, but uh, yeah, hi, hi, hi. Welcome, welcome. So we're it's... in the middle of talking about Marjorie Green. <laughs> I don't know how much of that you caught, but I caught, <laughs> uh, I caught the back half of what you said. Yep. She um, uh, 
she uh there was a she tweeted something today um whereby she did, i don't know if you saw it or talked about it but, but she tweeted she tweeted a video whereby she went to her colleague's office which is across the hall when she she nailed a sign up right directly across the hall that said science says science proves that genders are or this and genders and we're just two genders only and and so, some crap like that well basically the entirety of yeah the entirety of twitter reported that as hate speech so i don't know if uh, uh i don't know if twitter did anything or not but if we i think that there has been a, a concerted effort to try to well to try to trump her ass off twitter well um i do believe that twitter is linked in there i shared the article into the presentation earlier yep. about that yep. um and you can follow the link from there if you want to play the video that she posted on twitter today i trolled the fuck out of her so um, yeah like, i, I reported it say that <laughs> I went right on there like, science doesn't say that. Uneducated fucking idiots say that there's only two genders. Science says that humans come in the variety of XX, XY, triple X, XXY, XYY. There is so much fucking variety when it yeah, comes that's to a good, gender. That's true. What's up with that dichotomy bullshit? Yeah, because I agree. This. Well, that, you know, I think... People, my wife summed it up perfectly. She said, people don't want to learn. That's really what it boils down to. They don't have to change. They don't have to think about anything new or different or, or, or extraordinary or beyond the, what they've decided is the, the binary norm. You yeah, know? it's hard and it's scary. Right. I think that sums it up. Right. right. Just don't that want to cognitive learn So, okay. Well, no, because when you're confronted with actual facts and it negates your fucking you know uh preformed ideal of what something really is and you're like holy fuck how do you deal with looking at yourself and going i was wrong some people's egos just don't want to do that it's like it's okay to be wrong learn do better and it's okay to change your mind when you're presented with new evidence that's science does so it's not often that I get to tell you guys some actual good news. Typically, I just give you some archaeology news that is good for a certain section of people. But this is some good news, guys. This is some Learning good breaking thing. news. Are you ready? You're ready. Watch this. We're ready. Trisha, I'm going to let you take this away because this is kind of your section anyway. But let me just scroll up to the headline. Bam! <laughs> yes! Yes! Stick that up your ass, Marjorie Green. The fucking Fuck house. Yes. I saw that today. Yeah, my uh steamroll through the Senate too. My 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 spouse just tagged me in this recently. It said breaking four hours ago. So I haven't read it. I have not read any of this. If somebody would like to, I'll, I'll send links to the group chat and whatnot so we can um, we can discuss this. But that that is my that is my good news. That's not all of it. I'm sure I'll find something oh, else. Yeah. But this is some pretty cool news coming out of. I dig it. Coming out of Washington. You know what? We have to 
hard. This shit went compromising. There was Republicans saying that they were only going to vote yes on the bill if it contained basically RFRA laws, the, the religious freedom bullshit of like, well, we'll let you pass this bill, but only if you give us the right to basically negate it by um, claiming that our religion is against it. So we're still going to bigot, 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 as hard as bigots can bigot. I'm curious. Confession's been there. Do, bill. Um, do we want to read that article? Anchored. Sure. Yeah. Um. I, I don't I don't know if anybody else has the ability to screen share. I kind of want to keep the um the slide the next slide up because it reminds me that we have to talk about it. I as much as I want to skip what the yeah. section second drop section it in the, and that is. Drop the link in the chat and I can share it. Yeah, I uh, I already did. Okay. It's in the it's in the group chat. Got it. Give me just one second. I have to send a quick message and you know how it goes. Yeah. We're yeah. all uh we're all uh what's the word? Uh multitasking yeah yeah we're all stretched pretty thin these days is mr uh quarters uh he is around? currently he's currently in another zoom meeting with the arizona youth eco-socialists that's right i forgot but he's observing so well i'm observant no i'm not i'm terrible <laughs> didn't roll high in the wisdom checks oh sorry that's a that's a D, D joke that not a lot of people get no you're good man there we go yeah see the game at 60 um they needed a handful of the republicans there's you know some that are just supporting it but there was a few more votes that would be necessary to get it up to 60 that we're fighting for the bigoted bullshit to be added to it. And we don't need to further cement any RFRA laws. Ah, there is a video. I could pop that. I'd have to stop sharing for a minute. Okay. If you, if you, Yeah, I think that'll probably be the best way to get all the information out there. It's been a long time coming, but it still has an uncertain road ahead. The House of Representatives passed the Equality Act, giving equal protections for LGBTQ Americans. So what's in the bill? It modified the landmark Civil Rights Act of 1964, expanding it to ban discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. The Supreme Court last year enshrined some protection. I'm going to pause it for a second. Only because uh, fair use, 30 seconds. <laughs> now I can continue. But the Equality Act goes further. It means that a person can't be fired from a job because of their sexual orientation, can't be denied service at a hair salon because they are transgender, nor can a same-sex couple be skipped over for an apartment lease because of their relationship. Representative David Cicilline, a Rhode Island Democrat and one of a few openly gay House members, says... That's why you see YouTube reaction videos stop and they start talking and they say, hold on, oh, I just got to... 
Let me, and then that's why, because that's a 30 second fair use rule. Yeah. This legislation is long overdue. The fight for civil rights and equality has been a long struggle for many communities in our country. And we've made progress each generation. And we knew even with the Republican-controlled Congress uh, who opposed the Equality Act that we had to lay the groundwork and begin to really move public opinion as part of our strategy. And the good news is recent polling shows 83% of Americans support non-discrimination protections for the LGBTQ community. A majority of voters in every single state support the same. So we've made real progress. Frankly, it's time for Congress to catch up uh, to the country on this issue, but we knew that this was an important part of our work. So why is this controversial? Well, not all lawmakers are on. I think we all know why it's controversial. Yeah, people are always scared of things they don't understand. Precisely. <clears throat> That's exactly what bigotry, it, its roots are in, is fear of that which is different. I do want to point out um, one of the pictures that was shown in that video was a a person holding a sign that said trans rights are human rights. And damn right. Damn right. Nobody yeah. should have to nobody should have to worry about if they're going to get passed up for uh, for an interview for an apartment or if they're going to be able to go to their hair salon that they've been going to forever, or if they're, if they're going to be able to cater their wedding because all of the caterers around there attend the same church. No one. Well, so I can go ahead and call the local uh, Chud bakery here that, that bakes, penis cakes and ask for a, a gay wedding cake and they can they have to make it yeah they do i doubt it <laughs> they probably won't but <laughs> I, doubt <it. laughs> I doubt it oh man but it's still I mean, some good i don't news. know it it's is progress. good news it is progress although i have to say it has been over 50 years since the notion of the equal rights amendment and it still hasn't passed. And that, that's an amendment to the Constitution, which is a completely different struggle, but I'm just saying to this to this day the 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 equal rights amendment has has not gained any purchase. In fact, I think it's lost purchase. Uh, this is the last ba I've said this for many years and personally I feel like this is the last bastion, this is the last area. I, I, I may eat my words, I probably will, but it is the last, it was for a very long time, um, the last place to where it was okay to hate. I mean, I'm sorry, but as little as five years ago, people were telling trans jokes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I think back uh, on all of the all of the shit I said when I was younger, when I, when I was in the army before I, you know, had lived and experienced life and. Man. Oh, sure. Sure. Of course. And that's normal, right? That's normal. Go away. You said that? that. Oh, nothing. Oh, that's the thing. Like 
Um, I just want that picture. We really don't go far enough because the the bigotry is still going to be there. The prejudice is still going to be there with those people who hold those views. Um, all this really is opening the door for is holding them accountable for doing so. Just like, but hey, that's a step, man. Fights only. Huh? That that's that's a step at least. I mean, it it is. It's a positive step, but Dean does point out a a valid point of like, how far is the legislation actually getting anybody when, you know, because this is being added to that um, act from what did they say sixty seven, um, as part of the civil rights there. The only thing that you can really do is basically people in court what we really need to do is change the stinking fucking thinking yeah so and, and that earlier people feeling that's happening right that's rapidly uh, happening i think it's, it's happening the stinking thinking thing is happening the reason that i i keep trying to point out the good news is because this this next portion of our LGBT section, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring up the link. I'm just going to tell you guys about this, and I, I'm going to tell. I'm not going to read the article because we can link it for you. We'll, we'll link. It, we'll link it in the in the chat or in the comments. Um, the other day, a mother in Pennsylvania. Walked into her house, grabbed her rifle, walked upstairs, and shot her 22-year-old daughter, who was supportive of her trans son transitioning and being who he was. Shot her in her sleep. And then she walked downstairs, pointed that same rifle at her 16-year-old son. It misfired the first time. He stood up, he said, Mom, please no, I'm calling the cops. And she proceeded to point that rifle in his face and pull the trigger, not one, but two more times because he didn't die the first time he got shot in the head. He didn't, he started bleeding out on the floor and she didn't want him to suffer. She then proceeded to call the police herself and sit out on her front porch covered in her family's blood. Her defense, if you can call it a defense, is that she doesn't remember anything that happened. She wasn't there, she was there, but she didn't come out of it until she was already in police custody. Rob has Rob has a comment written here that I'm going to read. Um, I I understand the anger behind it. This is not personally my view. I, I I do think that she does need to atone for her fucking sins there, but that this is a little heavier handed than I would have put it. This woman better fucking hope she's dead and gone when the revolution comes. An injury to one is an injury to all. I don't disagree with that. Although I would remind everyone that Me mental illness, mental illness, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm trying. The, that's why 
like I said, I wouldn't have put it as heavy handed and blatant as as my brother did. But no, I 100 percent agree. You know, that's the sad thing is mental illness or no. I mean, Re- reading this article um, had me kind of in the same spot that watching the video of those police officers in Arizona killing that guy in the hotel room had me, um, which is why I'm not, I'm not screen sharing it right now. I, I can't, it, this no, portion yeah. should be covered under a trigger warning. Yeah, I agree. You know, and you're not uh, Don bad news. Hughes. you're good news. Hughes. Yeah. That being said, we're moving on to, our next section here. Um, that section is censor- censorship and big tech. We missed one thing. What'd we miss? I'm so sorry. Um, oh. Let me stop screen sharing. <laughs> we missed Rand Paul going unhinged. We missed Rand Paul going unhinged. Nobody <laughs> missed that. Yes, on a transphobic <laughs> fucking rant. Um, he... Now, first of all, when it comes to bottom surgery, that's not happening in teen years and stuff. He tried to call that genital mutilation. Um, and this is about a bill concerning teenagers being able to have access to the meds that will stop puberty setting in so that they have time to figure themselves out. But body changes in manners that is fucking committed you know it's harder to work with if you do need to actually have surgery so these kids you know that are asking for these meds to be able to offset puberty by a few years that's their right they should be able to do so and the studies show that when when teenagers who are trans are allowed to get these meds it's cut down on the suicide rates because they're not feeling as stuck in the body they don't feel they belong in. Mm. And he wants to try to call the bomb surgery that you would get done when you are an adult anyways. Genital mutilation? Sorry, no. Um, that's that's something that applies to when somebody can't consent. Like when you circumcise a baby, that's genital fucking mutilation. That baby didn't consent to that. But for a person who is aware and cognizant of their own choices to want that, that is not genital mutilation. You transphobic fuck. That, that is allowing someone to be who they are. And there shouldn't be any fucking laws touching it. I don't know why they're even considering banning these meds. It's it's fucked. And he's a douche. Yeah. I watched the video earlier and I wanted to punch him. The dick sucker. Hey, real quick, to everybody in the comments section, I apologize. Normally I'm trying to keep up on your comments, but my phone is at 5%. And I only have the one computer screen. We'll get to you, I promise. Um, um, give me a second, I'll pull those up. Okay. I, I, I noticed that there were a lot of comments that we hadn't gotten to. 
Very good, man. And for anybody that sees me smoking the cigarette right now, I am actively trying to quit, but that news article is <sighs> find it hard to keep faith in humanity. Oh, Sorry about that. My phone started playing the audio and it was going to start feeding back. I, I don't think any of our viewers right now expect professional quality from us yet. <laughs> James says try vaping. <laughs> hmm. I got my dad pen over there. That might help. Hmm. Well, it's either that or the VA is going to give me Chantix, so. Oh, goodness. Um, I'll just warn you, I tried taking Chantix to quit smoking years ago, and it gave me the most horrific fucking nightmares every night. I was getting yeah. murdered in my sleep every fucking night. I have been thrown off of buildings thrown in front of trains, stabbed to death, stabbed to death, fucking you name it. Well, oh, that- so I don't recommend it, and I, I understand that everybody has, but it's too common for it to not be something they should, I don't know, maybe be warning people about. Dean Paxton, what do we got in uh, censorship and big tech? I still really love that group name, by the way. The one you invited me to. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that's a that's a very lefty group that has been literally, you can, the reason I invited this, this the group, a small group here to that, so you could get a window into the uh, kind of like the middle-aged liberals and how okay. traumatized they are by, by that four years. You know, they're literally in there. You can tell, right? You oh, can yeah. See it. Yeah, I can see it. They're not handling things well. I don't really blame them, but. Oh, this is the I haven't read through this yet, and I'm certainly not going to read through the entire thing. But. Uh, this is a report that details. Uh, the study of threats to media freedom in the United States, over 150 publicly reported incidents involving journalists. So it noticed the dates between just between the time, just between the day, uh, June 30 and, and uh, 2016 and February 28, 2017. Uh, this is, we, I know, I, I had heard about this. I've not read it, but the but the the uh, Trump administration and, and and the and the position that Trump had, the way that he regarded the press, the way that he belittled the media, particularly when the media reflected things that contradicted his narrative or his views or whatever. And the backlash that that created, you know, we all felt like that. We, we all had that feeling like, okay, this is not cool. What's happening? 
this business about fake news and, and the backlash that that created, et cetera, we all felt uncomfortable. This documents that this, 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 this report kind of what I would call empirically documents not only the cases, but examples and the results. So why that's important is we have what I would call as diminishing memory, right? This is an individual who not only benefited from the from the press, the pr in, in some cases, the press also financially benefited from him because let's face it, I mean, from basically the start of the, uh, of the race to his election throughout his entire presidency, even now, it has been the Trump News Network on just about every channel. It really so has. They, and you know they've hauled in a, uh, millions around the world, if not billions around the world. However, the cost is you can't, you can't say things that are contradictory. The other reason that Facebook group that I invited you to was deleted because these guys would share, oh, well, you know, some conservative shared something, Marjorie Taylor Greene shared something. It was something that was, it was, it, the origins are from the right, from that Trump, Trump perspective, that the, the Trump, what is the word? Uh, the, the Trumpization, I, I forgot, I, somebody coined it, uh, uh, the, the Trump, the Trumpified uh, perspective of the right, something hateful, something controversial, something intentionally provocative. And they would, they would share that as an example, look what these guys are saying. And it would get struck down by Facebook's AI sensor. <laughs> and that's how the group ended up getting deleted you know, after so many strikes. You know, so it's like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the, that's, nuts you know and what we haven't discussed on this program a whole lot which we probably should is the we have discussed it but not at a not at great length because i i don't i don't think we've had time to really process what's happened in australia right with uh with their with their with the fight that they picked with facebook i actually i don't know anything about the subject so i would love to actually have that conversation in the near future well, it kind of needs its own, it almost needs its own uh, section. Section, right. Yeah. And uh, that was it under, that was it under censorship, big tech. If you want to, if you guys want to keep rolling. Yeah. I, I just took over Sharon, man. I thought. It Go for it, man. For it's, yeah. It's a, it's a lot easier. Normally Rob does this stuff and. I just, you know, tell the good news section because somebody's got to keep people looking at the bright side of things. Well, the new this is a New York Times article. It's probably going to throw a a log in. There. Yep, there it goes. Okay, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I've got a workaround for that. You guys are still seeing my screen, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. How about now? How about now? Yeah. Uh, it's stuck on. <laughs> no problem. Let me stop it. Yeah. I'm going to share my desktop. Okay. So you can see everything. So I've got a way around paywalls. This is beautiful. Pandemic's toll on housing. 
who here, who listening here has not felt the effect of this economic condition in their housing, their their ability to pay bills, their welfare, their well-being. I'm I'm 30 years old and I'm living with my mother because it's cheaper because we own the property and we own the house and all we got to do is pay taxes and bills. Right. As the pandemic enters its second year, millions of renters are struggling with a loss of income and with the insecurity of not knowing how long they will have a home. Their savings depleted, they're running up credit card debt to make the rent or accruing months of overdue payments. Families are moving in together and you go offsetting the cost of housing by finding others to share it. So I, I'm not going to read the whole article. We never do. I usually read, we usually read the first paragraph or two just to get the gist of it. It, 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 it does end up either in the comments or in the show notes so you can read it at leisure. And I'm more than happy to share this way I get around paywalls. Um, it's not illegal or anything. It's just Firefox browser with a plugin that, that, that enables you to uh, bypass paywalls. <laughs> hey, Firefox. Gotta love them. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, it, it's gnarly, and I know that I don't know anybody who isn't dealing with some sort of hardship financially, or 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 even an emotional hardship, loss of unemployment, etc. Yet at the same time, there are people where this isn't even a blip on their radar. It doesn't affect them in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I'm quite sure they're 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 100 uh, percent uh, ignorant of the, frankly, struggle that's facing about 40 percent of this country. And I'm not sure what the global numbers look like, but I'm just gonna throw a little caveat off of what Dean said real quick. Um, Elon Musk, if you were watching. Oh, yeah, we have a special <laughs> yes level for you. Yes, we do. That is correct. In fact, <laughs> let us share that real quick since you guys are looking. Um, sorry? I mean, I figured since we brought up people that are probably completely unaffected by... This is our Patreon, and you can see the link. Uh we have very common sense levels of donation, whatever you feel comfortable with. And, and we will I really provide. don't think I didn't but see this beforehand. Bring attention to this level specifically for Elon Musk. This is the Elon Musk tier. So I, I would imagine Yay. that once once we once he once he <laughs> so Elon, please feel free to come and click join and uh, and uh you know, we'll be good to go. Um, we'll, we'll be able to get some mutual aid cracking. <laughs> oh, God. I, I I wait for the day that Elon Musk actually gets wind of our show and is like, eh, and, and right. takes us to court, right? I'm and sure. takes us to court for every time we say his name. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, uh, we'll be strapped to a Tesla and launch into orbit, I'm sure. What a beautiful way to go, though, right? That could be fun, though. I mean, if I had to choose between SpaceX and Space Force, I'll take SpaceX. It's like more fun. Space Force just 
I'm still too much of you know evil empire. Um. I'm I'm still <laughs> I still really think that it should have been a UN thing so we could have had the um United Nations <laughs> naval anyway the UNSC yeah. I was a big Halo yeah. fan growing up. I really just I was I was hoping for Halo. At least if we're fighting aliens, we're not fighting each other, right? Hey, right. you know, uh, that, that's epic, right? That That's burned into the conscience of an entire generation. It really and is. I had a, um, I had a, I had a Gen 1 Xbox modded so that it would mm. run. Yeah, I had the mod chip. I soldered it myself. <laughs> I had a had the extra big hard drive and all of the uh, uh, emulators and, and all the ROMs from just about every, I think we had about, I'd say about 8,000 games on that thing. That thing was amazing. They really went and, downhill uh, after the Gen 1. Did it? See, and I yeah. never went back to it. You know, well, been the Gen 1, the Gen 1, you could modify and do things like that too. Uh, once it went to 360 and all that, they yeah. made it harder and harder. God, a friend of ours gave us a 360 plus, I don't know, 50 or 60 games plus all the accessories. And, you know, well, we never plugged that damn thing in one time. I felt so bad. My left unity senses were tingling. Hi, Rob. Hi. Good to hear your voice. So, talk about your, uh, talk yeah. about your, uh, yeah. Okay, so I am actually really stoked um about how this meeting is going uh when we get back to important stuff that i don't already understand you know like how green party committee meetings work and how those elections work i already know that so I, i'm okay missing this part but that's all right we're on left unity and austin's not here so you can do it yeah so if you're under 35 i recommend getting involved with the youth eco socialist caucus of the green party green party yes um so our chapter is just starting out but there's a lot of people from the socialist rifle association in there um everybody is is more of a traditional socialist than you know your typical like jill stein-esque green party candidate um and they are working on building inroads in the activist community and they are working on organizing political or not political mutual aid that's their first priority is mutual aid direct action um they're they're going to be calling on people to you know protest with groups that are already protesting they meet the 17th of every month to go to you know the ice headquarters in the state which is in phoenix um that was discussed um, they tried recruiting me for ice before i even graduated basic training in the army wow yeah before but, basic uh, training not even ait like uh, Don, did the cia come to no no just ice okay <laughs> just ice no so, i mean he knows i this is it's not unusual guys we 
this they would literally you know how like in college they the, the credit card companies would set tables up and they'd give you candy bars to fill out the apps and shit it was the cia did that literally in 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 the shopping areas of the bases and stuff they they were actively recruited from the regular ranks of the military i'm sure if i would have been in one of Maybe the a bigger base branches yeah well, no I, no I was even on, a big base i was on lewis mccord that's a pretty big base that's yeah, a pretty big base. I think um, every Sorry. other Thursday we might have to uh, either adjust the time of the stream or because you've got a meeting conflict. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So that was ju literally just. I mean, I'd be fine with doing the streams earlier in the day anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with doing two. Well, that's not really a stream at all. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right, guys? You know, you sit if you if you set a podcast. <laughs> You set a podcast, right? There's there's three things that we got to keep in mind. One, people get used to tuning in at the same time. That's true. Two, we need some premium content. You need some premium content. Meaning we've got if let me just flip back. On our we've got tiers of content. We right now we're only producing straight up content and asking for donations. I eventually we're going to start thinking about premium stream meaning you know three bucks for support but five bucks gets you that double secret real shit that you you won't hear on the normal stream i do have some ideas for that that i'll bring up in the group chat later so well i mean we still have a whole bunch of regular episodes that we have to record for that matter correct and, which we are working on starting to schedule those um, so, and we, we talked early in the stream about the mutual aid, um, organization group, the, the workshop we're going to have, I think that should be open. And I think that when we do fun, more fun stuff, like, uh, movie watch alongs, I mean, we talked about doing, um, picking a movie and watching along, like whereby we start the movie on our end and you start the movie on your end. So that we're not violating any kind of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, copyright. We're not creating any copyright issues and then we watch together and we kind of talk through the episodes which you know frankly if you've got me in a situation like that i'm i'm gonna be a jackass it'll be hilarious you know so that is, that <laughs> is the content that is the content <laughs> worth paying for right there <laughs> you know if it because <laughs> rob's always trying to be serious and i'm always trying to be a jackass so i mean so Thank you. I'm not always trying to be serious. Just, no, and just I don't mean to call you out like that, man. But I mean, know. I think all four, all, all of us have seen Rob get fired up before. So let's let's let him continue, man. We're on left unity. He just left. He just he just left the eco socialist first meeting. Let's let him continue. And and well, it's and, our it's our party or our state. Caucuses. Yes, your regional caucus, yes. right? Yes. Um, which is the entire state of Arizona. There does seem to be representation from other areas than just Phoenix, which is cool. There was 18 people in this. Just to clarify, the last uh, state Arizona Green Party meeting that I went to, there was four people at. So, um, you know, that's encouraging. I, I think that we're going to take over the party by next year. <laughs> right on. Um. But there's, there was a lot of discussion about what's wrong with capitalism and why we can't just be another, you know, 
liberal party, you know, like trying to put band-aids on capitalism, we have to combat it with socialism. That was How many people were on the call, Rob? 18. How did they handle uh, the agenda? Was there a moderator? There, yes, there was a moderator. There was a, you get on stack in the chat if you want to yep. say something. Yep. When we were talking about policy issues to push on the local level, the first thing I brought up was green spaces and community gardening, and everybody was on board with that. And it seems like the other big focus, well, actually the big focus is probably going to be housing because my rent's mm. fucking $1,400 a month. Christ on a crutch. Are you serious? Yeah. I was paying that in Brighton. I, I was paying close to that in Brighton. Yeah. Ridiculous. In a trailer wow. park. That's even oh, dude. Man, Flint wrecked my brain because I just, that just staggers me. So right now they're talking about, okay, they have the, the captions on, so I'm kind of like reading along. It's in the open discussion segment now, and they're talking yeah. about the if Black you, man, if you, Party. We can hold it about, down if you want to dip out and join them back. Oh, know? no, no. actually, okay. I mean, I'm just kind of reading along, and I'm gotcha. liking what I'm reading. Um, gotcha. They're talking about, well, this is the second person talking about the Black Panther Party, and they're talking about how their biggest influence in politics and their biggest influence in mutual aid is the black panther party and they want to build from those ideas and those ideas come from a a from multiple revolutionary places i think it's a really good approach to have yeah and I mean, obviously, it's about community building. That's what matters. That's what's going to win elections. Well, I mean, on their agenda, that's what's going to win elections. I yeah. mean, I, I'm, I'm interested in the electoral side of it, but I completely agree with what they, they blatantly said right in the beginning of their mission statement that electoral politics is not enough. Hmm. what were their thoughts about capitalism and well, the I overcoming mean, uh, overcoming of greed so for for those of us that grew up in the the 90s right we we've lived through how many once in a lifetime events um particularly relating to capitalism how many recessions i it's been a recession since as far back as i can remember man it just keeps getting worse, right? You know, 50 Cent said something close to that. When, <laughs> the when, wages when they never go up, though. But the rent what, sure as shit does. You remember, you remember back when 50 was big? Um, somebody asked him about the recession, and he's like, man, it's always been a recession. Where I'm from, where the fuck are you talking about? It's true. Hang on. Don't tell me what to do, Rob. This is your section. It's been good seeing all of you. Yeah, and sorry I was late. No, Dean, we we understand. Rob yeah. filled us for the stream. And yeah. Hope you got it fixed. Oh, yeah. I found a problem I can't fix yet. Fair enough. Always away, always away. That's just it, folks, right? Think about that for a second. When you're faced with an ordinary problem, 
if you can try to stay rooted in the solutions, not the problem itself. Sometimes the problem is so staggering that it takes you a minute or a day or a month to even wrap your brain around the fact that there something has happened and it has to be dealt with. Often when it's a normal day-to-day -day type of problem, like I don't have enough money for rent. I don't have enough money for food. Sometimes it's best to set it aside and trust not only in yourself, but the people around you that there is a pathway to the solution. The solution will make itself manifest somehow. And you will spare yourself a whole lot of heartache, a whole lot of worry, a whole lot of stress, anxiety, fear, anger. Just trust that it will be fine. Because it almost always is. Dean, me and uh, me and Lord Sterling are going to be recording a, um, and and maybe even Trisha are going to re be recording a uh, spirituality side project podcast. Mm, mm, nice. I'd like to have you on there one of these days. Uh, I'm, I'd be honored. <laughs> I, I would. I'd be honored. Thank you. Oh yeah. Me and uh, me and Sterling sat down to kind of feel out if we would be able to do it the other day. Um, he had me explain in very broad concepts Norse mythology to him because mm -hmm. it's it's something that I have an expertise in. And we talked for about four hours and I barely scratched the surface. I was messaging him later with things that I had forgotten to tell him that tied into the stories. And then we spent a good part of two hours analyzing it and comparing it to other um, spiritual teachings from across the world. It was actually very fun, and I'm excited for it when that time comes. What you'll be excited is... Me too. I think what you guys will find the most exciting is that once you start to break down some of these ideas and some of these concepts, how much it helps you not just is helpful to the people listening. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've noticed that too. Um, like I was telling Sterling, I, I've been going through some shit in my personal life and it really helped me to just focus on something I enjoyed and, and just bounce theories around without fear of having to, you know, back those theories up with any sort of degree. I'm so glad I'm not going to school for for archaeology like I originally wanted to because it's so much better to be able to just freely think about it than have to fit into some sort of box. Okay. All right, so, so left you, unity. When you have the opportunity to explore education for the art that feeds your soul. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Art school is going to be it's going to be so awesome. I'm so excited. I have my interview with my admissions counselor tomorrow at two o'clock and I'm just so ready. <laughs> right on. So All from right. the Socialist Alliance, we find the politics of left unity, which is, man, this has been a, uh, it, it's such a huge topic. It, 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 it has its own broad category in our, in our small group. Um, 
we are constantly struggling to find ways. I mean, does this happen to the right guys? I don't know. Do they? <laughs> um, to an extent, but not as much as it happens to the left. I, I spent I spent a majority of my young adult years on the right. Um, not very far on the right, mind you. Uh, mostly like the Bull Moose Party, which still exists. It's just not. It's isn't that what the um isn't that what the People's Populism Party, whatever that is, isn't that what the the Progressive Party? Yeah, yeah, isn't that the a continuation of that? Yeah, it was uh, Teddy Roosevelt's party that he ran under after he couldn't run under his original party again. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a whole history. In fact, I, there's a there's a great history lesson there. But since the collapse of the Soviet Union with its official and and with it official quote unquote communism official isn't that interesting that's the, i could probably talk about an hour just that first sentence i could talk for an hour around the world it opened up new face for the left the immediate impact has been a global ideological offensive of capitalism which has weakened the left and working class politics almost everywhere this has led to the left in many places beginning a process of reevaluating past experience and looking for ways to develop a greater unity among the remaining socialist groups and individuals. Internationally, there have been various experiments with different levels of success. In Australia, this momentum has reflected in the Socialist Alliance Project, which has had some support, important successes, but also disappointing missed opportunities. Again, uh, this is a, I've read this. This is a, this is a nice piece. It's long, um, but the, and it breaks it down. I mean, there's a whole lot here to digest. It gets into red China. Lessons learned for the Socialist Alliance, meaning this organization. I hope that this can help stimulate. So what, what I want, what I would like to see, I'm not going to read this entire thing because y'all would be snoring. Have a read. I really like their site too, by the way. Have a read and think about your own place in this strata, right? I, I've said this before. The reason that we have a, a, a left identity crisis is because there's only one position to go to, right? This time around, it was Biden. Last time around, it was Hillary. But Bernie this, but Jill that, but, 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 but uh, we have some common enemy we must defeat. Uh, we, if we got to get Trump out, we got to get behind Biden. And all the Bernocrats and a lot of the green people said, fine, you know, we'll grin and bear it and we'll do it, right? Because Trump was the negative mobilizer. Right? As long as we have this, this binaural, this, 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 uh, uh, this uh, two-party. Yep, this is going to continue to happen. We're all going to going to be continue to be forced in the same corner, and I guarantee the same things happen on the right. A whole lot of people had to line up against Trump because they couldn't bring themselves to go for Biden. That's why Biden was the attractive candidate. He was the centrist candidate. He was something. He was old enough. He was epic enough. He was an epic old guy that said crazy crap like Trump did. That was enough to make some of the people who were kind of 
offended by Trump, but not enough to not vote for him. Only this one this time around, but they certainly were not going to pull for Hillary. In fact, I, you could say a lot of that for the left. I, I guarantee that somebody who's listening to my voice or will listen to my voice in the future pulled for Trump in 2016 because the thought of Hillary made them want to wretch. So I'm sorry. We can chase our tails until we've screwed ourselves into the ground. But until we have meaningful party alternatives, we're going to continue to find ourselves in this, in this dichotomy between right and left, one evil versus the other, one, the greater of two evils, the lesser of two evils, whatever. You know, and, and that's something I've, I've noticed since I was old enough to pay attention to the fact that we vote in this country and that we vote for presidents. My, my first presidential election that I remember was um, Bush versus Gore. And I remember my mom saying, you know, we we don't want Gore because he's a bad guy, but we don't want Bush because he's a bad guy. But we have to vote for the lesser of two evils here. And I remember clearly asking her, you know, why they're both evil. Why? Mm-hmm. I still don't understand it. I still don't get it. Well, at that time, the it was more of a coronation, right? You had a right to ascension. You climb the ranks of your party. You you climb the ranks of the populist populism, and you reach that pinnacle. And you were the you were the person. And I think that when Hillary came along, in her mind, in her backers' mind, in a great lot of the Democratic Party's mind, it was her right to ascend to that seat. In fact, think about it. Before Trump challenged her and kind of knocked the whole paradigm on it sideways did we not always just go yeah well we were all resigned right well, of course she's gonna be the president she's got she's got who else could be the president besides hillary hillary's gonna win she has to win she's qualified she was married to a former president yes. who, who has better experience than hillary right yeah so i don't know i voted for gary johnson <laughs> Well, at least, you know, at least Gary Johnson was amusing and he didn't, his neighbor didn't hate his fucking guts and he wasn't such a repugnant dickhead that his his neighbor tackled him and beat the shit out of him, put him in the hospital. He was a, that was a, that's not Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson just a kind of an amusing fellow who babbled and said things that I couldn't comprehend and cool. I was really, I was really... I really liked Vermin Supreme too, but I couldn't find him on the va- on the ballot. So I voted right for in- Gary Johnson in my first presidential election. I was a month too young to vote in 2008, so I did not vote there. Um, I, I probably would have had voters' remorse for voting Obama had I been able to. But uh, anyway, so. Um, yeah, there. 2016, there you go. I voted for Jill Stein, and then 2020, I voted for Howie Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the two party system. Um, I'm just laughing at Vermin Supreme, bro. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, dude. Me too. Over I, I especially. I especially <laughs> like his pocket glitter that he uses to turn other politicians gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome together 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know. If there was like a fully automated luxury space force communist party, I would be I would be all about that. <laughs> I was I was all about this. You know, I read this top to bottom. Um and and I I, I would say and we'll link it'll be in the show notes, it'll be on the website too. You know, it, it's not a new piece, but I think no. it's a good place to begin and it's thought provoking but again in this country in this country as long as we are in that as long as we are in that binaural political frame that 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 strata that tangent of either here or there on a straight line we will continue to bump into this problem we'll continue to have disunity and we'll continue to be disorganized yeah and they'll continue to keep us down ultimately yeah that's why we need community organizing. Indeed. You're not going to find any links Natalie there, Dean. That's all right. <laughs> you can still just pop the page out. Everybody, right. it's 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 my favorite time of the podcast because we get we get pretty heavy here, and I like to I like to make people smile. I used to be a cook because you know. When people go out and have a, a good meal, they're happy and they remember the meal and it made them happy. I like to make people happy. And hopefully, even though I don't have any links to share with you, maybe some of this random good news, if I can find it again on my own end, will make somebody happy. Stand by. Having typing issues. As always, I go to archaeology news because my my passion is the past. Um, I think we can learn a lot of things, and I a lot of things about it, uh, about ourselves, about how we got to where we are from the past. But I also think that you know, it's just cool to learn about. That being said, that being said, and I will drop a link to this in the comments after this. Um, they have, reve- they have released a virtual interactive environment for the ancient Egyptian temple of Abu Simbel. Um, if you don't recognize it, it is a, I mean, it's one of the most famous temples in Egypt. Um, it was created, yeah. I believe, by Ramses the Great um, as, as a temple to, I believe, himself. I'm not going to read this whole thing. But there, if you enjoy those interactive 3D mo- things that go around Facebook where you get to see like inside the Pyramid of Giza or um, the ship burials at Sutton Who or any of those amazing pieces of archaeological, archaeological um, finds, I think you'll enjoy this virtual tour. And, and that's all I've got for good news today. Um, that and the house um, thing that we bought, brought up in the LGBT section, that was really cool. Um, anybody else got anything? We're still breathing. Yeah, still exchanging oxygen. Hey. Have not accomplished room temperature. Hey, that means, that means we still got time to make some change. Hell yeah. Solidarity.
I got it right this time. Well done. Yeah. This has been fun, guys. It's been real fun. I enjoy these. Is that it? Is that the end? Yeah, no. Good I mean, section. I've got uh, you know, I've got the I've got the normal stuff, the the normal wrap out stuff. Uh, I can uh, I can show real quick. Sorry, guys. You'll see yourselves for a minute. There we go. So, yeah. Well, like we always try to give shouts out to other 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 organizations that we find interesting we find amusing compelling educational and as good resources or at least in solidarity or within alignment with what you were hearing and what you were thinking and feeling and what we are saying so uh blacktruthmedia.com go go go, go find them uh revolutionary ref radio revolutionary left radio podcast which i do listen to go have that go have a listen to it in fact um Again, there is a literal tsunami of of media, independent media, right? Homegrown content, just like what you're listening to now and what future listeners will hear. People are creating own stuff, man. It's crazy. There's literally thousands of new groups, individuals, and 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 things emerging, uh, websites social media collectives, podcasts, video channels, Twitch streams, Discord groups, you name it. Uh, obviously, we're underrepresented, which is why we're so fixated on left unity. Uh, what, if you have Trail, Trailbilly Workers Party, if you're interested, go, go find the Trailbilly Workers Party. Uh, a bunch of socialist rednecks that, that are broadcasting out of North Carolina, I think. South Carolina? I forget. Tennessee, maybe? Um, hilarious. They, they're a really great sense of humor. Uh, I really enjoy them. And uh, find the Antifada if you're looking for something a little more serious. That's interesting, too. And then there's always us. And we are, there are Rob has made sure and covered every single aspect of social media. If you cannot find us, obviously you have as you're listening. You, 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 something's something's not where we're not doing something right. So please share, give us follows on all these activities. Stay up to date with what we're saying and doing and thinking. And anybody checking the Facebook comments? Is there anybody listening that I have that we need to shout out? I would like to do that if we haven't. I well, I can't do that while you're here. I have well. them pulled up right now. Uh, Natalie had said, Don, thumbs up and smiley face. I need some good news. I'm kind of a pessimist, but like to call it being realist, working to be more positive. And James said, check out End the Two-Party System and Post Political Podcast. Also, he tries to keep with them all. In the Two-Party System. I've checked that out before. And what was the second one? Uh, post-political podcast. Post-political. Post-political, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I meant to <laughs> I have not checked them out yet, but I meant to. Uh, I'm a voracious podcast listener. I have 
I can, there's no possible way there's not enough hours in the day to listen to one, all of the ones that I subscribe to. I will check I am, them out. I am a very big fan of Dan Carlin's Hardcore History Podcast. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't know if you've checked it out, but it's it's pretty. Oh, yeah, they, he's an old standard. I have I, I dip in and dip out. He's he's real. He's he's kind of a traditionalist. Too, a little too traditionalist libertarian for me. Yeah, I I don't listen for the politics. But yeah, um, he tries to his, keep the politics away though. Yeah, Every his his analysis in creeps in. His analysis of Julius Caesar's conquest of Gaul in particular is my favorite and always guys and i've said this before you know uh chapel trap house if you are not listening to the chapel trap house go find it and start listening you you'll laugh and you'll it they they're (laughs) they're gonna make you they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna amuse you and you'll be you'll be happy that you spent the hour with them chapel trap house And that's it. Closing comments. It was fun, guys. I enjoyed this. Thank you again for having me on here. Serious. Like this this is one of the highlights of my week. Oh, I'm right. good. Yeah, yeah you are. are. <laughs> yep. I don't have any other remarks, guys. I'm good. Rob, All right. you good? Yeah, I'm good. Trish gone. Don, you good? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you once again. Solidarity. Once again for tuning into the For We Are Many podcast. We are grateful to have you. We're great to, grateful to you for lending us your, your brain, your ears, and your eyes. And we will see you in four days. Four days? Four I days. Math. Monday, yeah. Monday. Four days. We'll see you in four days. I look forward to it. Tell your friends.